Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. So today we are back and we're talking about uh, actually Aurora's predictions for the season. Uh, so this is uh, very exciting for Aurora. She has been looking into her crystal ball. She loves uh, chasing tennis balls, things like that. But uh, she got her hands on crystal ball the other day, could not figure out what to do with it and decided she was going to look into the future and make her predictions on what she saw as the play out for the NFL season. Uh, so with that being said, We'll go ahead and jump into it here. Uh, it's very exciting for sure. Um, she wants to dive into her predictions for the season, uh, break things down by division, um, and then move to who is going to make the playoffs. Um, as far as, you know, <clears throat> Super Bowl predictions, things like that, we're not going to be doing that. Um, yeah, that's something that we really, really don't try to get into too much until we get you know, to the playoffs and look at how brackets place out because there's a lot of matchup things that go into Super Bowls and stuff. So uh, it'd be interesting to see kind of what what seeds different people get, how they line up in the bracket. But, um, you know, especially this year with the number two seeds not getting a, a bye week, um, essentially not getting a not getting a sitting week. So, uh, yeah, we'll jump into it here with, uh, first we'll talk about the AFC North. Okay, now Aurora is, Aurora is high on the AFC North. She talks about how this is probably one of the most competitive, if not the competitive, division in the NFL. Um, we believe that it's going to be very, very tough division. Uh, it's going to be a division that's going to beat and bang themselves up all season long. Um, you know, if you if you look at this division, you've got two teams that have, over the past few years, you know, if you go three years back, there were two teams that were porous and then two teams that were pretty good every year. Okay, the Browns, Bengals were always pretty bad. The Ravens, Steelers were always pretty good. There is now a transition point where, you know, some teams have elevated themselves and now instead of having some down teams, you've got a quality team every single part of the way. So don't get us wrong with any of these rankings with the division. They're all really good teams, but hey, all of them can't go to the playoffs and most likely only two are going to go. So that being said, Aurora believes that the Browns and Ravens will be the number two teams uh, in this division. She thinks that the Browns will be number one, Ravens will be number two. That's only very slightly. The main reason for this is because uh, the running game for the Browns has become so dominant. I think Baker is Baker Mayfield as a quarterback is still progressing a bit in his career. I don't think the J.K. Dobbins injury bodes really well for the Ravens. Aurora is concerned as well about you know just the dynamic of that running game. She doesn't believe it's as versatile now. Uh, she worries about that personnel grouping back there in the backfield to take some heat off Lamar Jackson when it comes to you know getting back there and getting after him. And yeah, from a receiving standpoint, I mean, I just don't think they have a ton of weapons still. I don't see a ton of improvement at all really for this offense. Um, you know, the defense had a couple young pieces last year that could step up and play a little bit better, but I didn't see them really make any. Um, moves to get better meanwhile the browns I mean that it's the same situation for them but they haven't lost a running back if anything they picked up a wide receiver you know who was injured last year who could be really really good and that is odell beckham jr so that's the reason we think that they're going to end up number one so browns fans look forward to that aurora um aurora is predicting that the browns win that division 
Bengals coming in number three, and then the Steelers number four. Now, the reason for the Steelers, she just worries about Big Ben. She worries about big old Ben uh, Roethlisberger. You know, she just doesn't believe that he can still push that ball down the field. If you look at last year, his depth per target down. You know, he struggled getting that ball, you know, beyond, you know, the 20-yard line or beyond, you know, 20 to 30 yards, you know, beyond that, it was really a struggle. And so you got to have a bunch of guys there who can be burners. you got a bunch of guys who, who have some speed and can make some things happen. They have a great wide receiving core, but how much is he going to be able to utilize that wide receiving core? You know what I mean? Uh, that That's the thing we really are concerned about when it comes to this. So that wraps it up for the AFC North. Um, NFC North, Aurora has the Green Bay Packers leading that division at the end of the year uh no different than last year obviously green bay's coming back with you know pretty much most of their guys and aaron Rodgers seems to be happy right now and with that being said hey who knows they could they could go all the way Aaron they'll go as aaron Rodgers goes and that's that's how that team has been built um chicago number two now this is something that a lot of people will you know have some controversy with but the thing is that we believe that honestly we think Justin Fields will take over this quarterback job at some point in the season. Chicago's got some rough games to go through right in the beginning. Get into those games. Let Andy Dalton help Justin Fields see the field. Let him understand the rush, where it's coming from, how to read the defense, how to look at things the right way. Let him look at those big, good teams on, on paper, on tape against them, and then put him in. Okay, I think this is going to make a, a change in the, you know, early part of the season i think maybe three games in four games in maybe um you switch to him and i think that's going to give some life to this team not just because you know justin fields is going to be a great qb but because it's different he's going to play a very different game than what teams had been scheming for and they'll get a surge in the middle of the season and then kind of balance out toward the end of the year i don't think even with Justin Fields out there, they would be the best team in this division. I don't think that's going to happen. Justin Fields isn't going to be like the best quarterback on the field on, on most days because he's just not ready to do that yet. But I think he's going to grow and develop over the season, especially over those games he's going to be sitting out. Uh, he'll get to learn and see a lot of things that he should uh, be able to analyze. So that's it for Chicago. Really great defense there. That's going to be the thing that carries them as well is that defense. And Minnesota? Minnesota is, as Kirk Cousins goes, they're going to be, you know, a 50-50 team uh, every year. You never know if they're going to play amazing football or not, but they're going to rely on Dalvin Cook in that running game because Kirk Cousins, he can lose you games just as much as he can win you games. And that defense is fine, but it's not it's not the defense that they used to have, you know, say four or five years ago. So that that's something that's very interesting there with Minnesota. Um is to see how that defense does. Are they actually going to bounce back, be a good defense again, because they really dropped off over the last couple years. Detroit coming in number four. I know that's a huge hot take, right, guys? Now, everybody knows Lions are going to suck. They're going to have a horrible season. You know, Jared Goff um, is – he should be playing golf because, like, he should be retired already. I don't see much coming out of this guy. I think he was dumped here, and Detroit has him as a loner until they can get a better QB in place. Now, for the AFC South, interesting division here as well, mainly because of the top two teams. We think that Indianapolis and Tennessee are actually going to be tied for the best record. Okay, so if they tie for the best record, uh, we actually think Indianapolis will end up taking the number one seed based on um, how the how the metrics break out when it comes to seeding. Um, we do believe that Indianapolis would be the number one 
uh, team from that division, and then Tennessee. Next up, we have Jacksonville. And that's just because, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to breathe some life life into them. They have James Robinson coming back at running back. I think it's going to be amazing for that backfield again. And then they have some good wide receiving weapons out there. Defense, I think, grew a little bit this offseason. And it should be really good. But the main reason that they fall number three is because Houston is just atrocious right now. Houston, uh, Texans, I mean... If you're a Texans fan, I would give up on that ownership group. I would give up on that management team. Like, that organization is just not doing anything for you. They clearly don't care about, you know, actually winning games. They just want to put something on the field, have some buzz every now and then, be able to fill some seats and make some money. Like, that. that's it. And uh, I'm really sad for that organization because it's, it's just being ran right into the toilet. Uh, it's really, really sad there. Houston definitely has a problem, and... They need, to, they need to change owners or management or something because, I mean, they just have a history of wasting guys' careers, never making the moves when they need to make them, never pushing to make that, you know, Super Bowl contending type team when they could, you know, and, and it's just really sad. They always punt and, and choose to save money instead. So that's kind of sad for that organization. NFC South. NFC South, man, this this – division is always so crazy how you know there's always teams that go up and down i mean the falcons was the top team there then the the saints have been a top team and it, it always seems like it goes as your quarterback goes right this is the quarterback division it really is like look at carolina when they went to the super bowl it's because they had cam newton in his prime when he's actually playing good football right which was very short-lived but hey they had it for that short period of time there that that's great but <laughs> Now you bring in Tom Brady. Obviously, Tampa Bay is going to be the number one seed. That's what uh, Aurora is predicting here. Um, so Tampa Bay, number one seed, coming out of this division. Um, Carolina Panthers, uh, number two from this division, actually. Uh, they had a really, really, really young defense last year who was very raw, um, had the ability to grow and develop over the season and this offseason. I think they're going to be an amazing defense. You guys watch for that. I'm telling you, this is going to be a very, very good defense, a lot better than your expectations. And Sam Darnold moving there, to me, gives them a quarterback that has the ability to go out there and, and win them games, to play solid. They have a lot of talent. I mean, you've got DJ Moore, you've got Robbie Anderson, you've got uh, Terrence, I think it's Terrence, Marshall Jr. Uh, could be getting it wrong. Maybe it's Trevor or something like that. I, I messed it up on another um, messed it up on another podcast, and so now I'm second-guessing myself. But anyway, you've got those three top guys at wide receiver who are very good, and you've got the ultimate, ultimate pass-catching running back in Christian McCaffrey out there. So this is a team that is going to be very solid offensively. Their defense is growing. I think they're going to be good. And then you look at the other two teams in this division who are going downhill, and that is New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, they had a premium, you know, a premium defensive player, a starter, retire um, going into training camp. And realistically, I mean, he was retiring because, you know, he was <laughs> – he knew the team wasn't going anywhere. I mean, seriously, why, why go into training camp? Why take that salary and then just automatically retire like that? To me, that shows that the locker room organization is losing kind of some faith there, and he didn't want to waste his time this season. Um, so I, I do have concerns about them. The Atlanta Falcons, you know, again, with them, nothing on defense. I mean, they're, they're not they're not getting there defensively. Their, their defense is atrocious. That offense can still have weapons. They can do whatever they, you know, want to do on offense but at the same time if you can't stop other teams you're just going to lose games 
So the Falcons coming in at number four, New Orleans coming in at number three. I just don't think Jameis Winston is going to be the guy to win you games. I don't think he's going to be the guy to go out there and do things the right way for you. Um, I'm telling you, he's going to throw a lot of interceptions, and I would rather have had Taysom Hill out there to cons- give you a consistency instead of going out there and losing you some games because I- I'm just not a Jameis Winston fan. I don't believe in him. Aurora's not a fan. She doesn't believe in him either. Um, you know, when you got guys who have – domestic situations or you know uh, legal situations against women and things like that in the past aurora and i both are pretty down on those guys and so maybe it's a bias from us we'll go ahead and say that maybe it's a bias so you know maybe don't take all that much into what we're saying when it comes to that but i'm telling you right now i don't believe in what he does even when i look at what he does on the field i just don't have faith that this guy is going to be able to turn it around it just it is what it is so moving on to the AFC East, this division is this division has really changed up over the last few years. You know, there was only one team, and that was it, and that was the New England Patriots. That was the only team that you really had to think about um, over the years. Buffalo has now become the dominant team. They're going to be the number one seed. Aurora uh, thinks that New England will actually move into that number two slot. We did have them number three, but they have moved into the number two because of Mac Jones. We do think he gives them the best position to win games. He's the best fit for that offensive scheme and what Bill Belichick likes to do. So we're really excited to see that progressing moving forward. So have them in the number two position. Number three is the New York Jets. Um, so we actually think that um, Zach Wilson is going to keep this team from being bottom of the bottom of the ranks uh, because look what he did in, in uh, the preseason. I mean, he just played amazing football. He made great reads. You know, he looked poised in the pocket, patient in the pocket. I'm just I'm just telling you guys we're really high on him and we may be wrong on that. We'll die on the sword for that because we just think that he showed out really really well. And we've loved everything he's done. We we really have. So Miami, number four. Now I know this is this is kind of a hot take. I know a lot of people have, you know, a lot of high hopes for Miami, but at the same time, guys, look at Miami's makeup. Look at the team. The defense, you got quarrels out there. You got guys wanting to go to other teams because they're unhappy with money situations and stuff. That's never good for chemistry on a defensive end. You want guys happy playing cohesively together and not thinking about getting theirs and whatnot. I mean, I I, I just I do have some concerns about the chemistry there. And for Miami, as far as a place that has things that go on in the locker room or off the field that messes up their on-field stuff, I mean, look at Richie Incognito in that situation. This is a team that has shown they they are fine with doing that. So, um, you know, I, I do have concerns about them. They also, um, you know, have have traded and, and moved around some things. You know, when you look at the quarterback situation, what I do also worry about is Tua Tungavailoa. I don't think he's going to be that good. Um, we're not high on him here. Maybe he turns some things around, and that would be great. We want to see everybody succeed. But I don't think he's going to hit that level. He is a run. He is he is. He should become a run-first quarterback. He's going to be best that way, but that's never best for your organization. So we say that he should be a run-first quarterback because he doesn't make the right reads. He's missing throws. He, I, I just have some major concerns with him, and maybe he'll progress throughout the year and get okay by the end of the year. But last year, the reason that they didn't make the playoffs wasn't because of Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was because of the it was because of Tua Tagovailoa's play. Every game Tua Tagovailoa came in, they lost, and they didn't make the playoffs because Tua Tagovailoa didn't play. So, you know that that that's the thing that that I would have to worry about if I'm them. Um, I would look at last year's results. You know, Jacoby Brissett's a good backup in there, so I think they've done the right thing by bringing in somebody who can be a suitable backup for you. Um, so I think they know this could bust up in their face, but 
I, I do worry about them. So that has them in the number four spot. I just don't think the quarterback consistency is going to be there for them to, you know, end up in the playoffs for sure. All right, NFC East. Now, this is one of the favorite divisions that we have to talk about. Um, Aurora's, Aurora's mother is from the uh, Philadelphia area. Uh, her grandfather is a huge Washington fan. Um, you know, we we just, you know, really like to talk about this division. It's always a pretty heated division to talk about. Uh, you know, last year they definitely, the Dallas Cowboys had usually been the top team in this division. They took a step back last year with, you know, Dak Prescott being out, obviously. And so right now we think Washington is going to be the number one team in this division. Uh, we really do. We think that defense is a nightmare. And when you look at teams that elevate and start to make a run with their franchise, you look at what the Broncos did a few years back. You look at what the <clears throat> the um, you know the Rams did for for a while there. You look at what Jacksonville did with a, a stunning defense they had for a couple years there, and they made playoff run like. The, these teams that all of a sudden they they make the biggest progression it's not because they make those moves purely on offense it's because their defense makes that step up there then washington is in prime position to make that big step up i mean even look at chicago last year i mean why'd they get in the playoffs they got in the playoffs because of their defense so this is a team i think will end up doing really really well that defense is only going to grow and get better from last year and then you look at the offensive end Ryan Fitzpatrick is a, a better quarterback that you can go into the season knowing he's going to be your starter all season long. And if you put that faith in him, I'm telling you he's going to play a lot better than what he has. He's used to coming in off the bench and, and then sitting and then coming back in. Like, no, let him be your guy, and he's going to make less mistakes. Give him consistency in his role, and he'll be more consistent for you. Okay, so I really like what they're doing there uh, with him. And I think that, you know, they have some weapons. It would be nice for them to have, a, you know, a better number two wide receiver. But they got a great tight end in Logan Thomas. Uh, you know, Terry McLaurin's really good. They have Antonio Gibson who can catch balls out of the backfield. I'm telling you, Jarrett Patterson, who's the third string running back right now, he is a guy to watch because he can catch balls out of the backfield. He's a hard runner. Uh, he outworks everybody. So that's a guy to look for as well who could elevate them a little bit later in the season. Um, you know, when he, you know, if he starts getting some more carries because some guys get gassed and tired, look for him to do some things. Now, Dallas, we have number two. You know, we think that Prescott coming back is going to be fine, help that team, you know, reemerge. But that defense was atrocious last year. They're still pretty bad. Uh, I just, I just don't see how they can make enough moves to get that defense to be like a standard NFL defense. So, um, I have them number two. Next, the New York Giants. Okay, the New York Giants. We have them number three, uh, and you know, that's good. I mean, Saquon Barkley coming back. That's always a big thing. Um, you got. You know, quarterback play is always going to be a little bit iffy there with Jones. You don't know how he's going to do. I think he's going to emerge and play really well. I think he's going to be a solid quarterback this year. Um, so I think that at the end of the year, the Giants will be comfortable with their quarterback position. Uh, they have a ton of wide receivers, uh, good tight end. But on the defensive end, I do have some concerns there on their defensive side. I do have con some concerns with the offensive line. So let's see what happens with this team. But ultimately, I think they're going to end up number three, mainly because Dallas has an amazing offense and Washington has an amazing defense. I think those two things elevate them above New York. And then the Eagles, I think they're going to finish number four. Man, you know, Aurora and I are just not big fans of Jalen Hurts. We just worry about Jalen Hurts. We don't think that he's going to be the guy. We think he's going to be hurting that team. Um, because I'm I just telling you, I don't think he is going to be the guy. I don't think he should be the guy. From what we've seen, he's going to be inconsistent. Uh, he's going to end up being one of these run-first quarterbacks, you know, and like you see in Baltimore, it's just not going to get you there. Even in the best-case scenario, which is a Lamar Jackson, it's not going to get you there, you know. 
maybe after a while when Lamar Jackson loses some speed and he you know has to sit in the pocket and be poised, maybe it would be better for them. Maybe this season happens for Lamar Jackson for that. But from what I've seen from Jalen Hurts, it looks like the very same thing, and he is not as good a thrower already as Lamar Jackson. So I do have a lot of concerns when it comes to that. You know, everybody talks about how he looked so good last year. He looked so good because it was a four-game stretch where teams didn't know what to scheme for him, and he had the starters out there. Whereas when Carson Wentz was out there, teams knew how to scheme against him on defense, and he had no one out there to throw to because all his guys were injured. So um, that's that's the big difference. Moving on to the AFC West, you got Kansas City, uh, number one. That's obvious. Los Angeles Chargers, close number two. Actually, really, really close number two. Um, Denver Broncos coming in at number three, and the Vegas Raiders coming in at number four. Vegas, you know, just hasn't made the moves to really elevate their game to me. I just don't think I've seen enough from them. You know, they keep trying to pile things on the offense, and it's like your defense is what needs to step up and be better. Okay, so their defense didn't get any better. They're going to have major holes up against teams like Kansas City and the Chargers and even the Broncos. Like, they're just going to get shredded. So the Broncos, uh, number three, because they have a lot of talent. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be good, consistent, solid quarterback for them. But at the same time, man, the Chargers and the, the Chiefs are just so good. That's really the only reason the Broncos are at number three here. You know, Chargers... I mean, what we got to say, Justin Herbert played amazing last year. He stepped up. This team has the, the great bones to it, uh, defensively and offensively. It could be a really good team. It could be, end up being a Super Bowl contender. They had the quality of play to do that. Kansas City, I mean, what are you going to say? Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, you know, Tyreek Hill. I mean, there's nothing else to say. That team's going to be dominant again. NFC West, Los Angeles Rams. This is the last division, Los Angeles Rams, number one, okay? Matthew Stafford elevates that team. They've had the weapons. They've had the team. It's always been there, but now they got the quarterback. So now they got a quarterback. I think he's going to elevate his game, play the best he's ever played since he's been in the league. Uh, you know, even at his older age at this point, he, he's going to play really well, and I see the Rams with that defense and offense you know, just combining to be the best team outright of this division. This is a really tough division when you look at it, but San Francisco number two, uh, I think as long as they keep Jimmy Garoppolo in there, if they move to Trey Lance too soon, I can see Arizona coming out and beating San Francisco. Uh, but the offensive line, defensive line, this, I mean, this team is set from a line standpoint. They're really good on both sides. Defense is pretty strong. Offense on the running game side is pretty strong. I would like them to have at least one dominant wide receiver, which they don't really have right now. So that's the one thing that hurts them. So if they get into some kind of shootout because the defense, they, someone finds some holes or mismatches, that they can get beat that way. But overall, it's a really solid team. Uh, if I had to say, like, one of the cons- most consistent teams, like the San Francisco is probably going to be one of them. As long as Jimmy Garoppolo is in there, you put Trey Lance in there, I'm telling you, this team could slip. But that's where we have them right now is number two. Arizona number three because Kyler Murray is going to continue progressing. He's going to continue developing. He's got more chemistry with DeAndre Hopkins this year after playing a year with him and he, in the offseason. So I think that's going to bode really well for those two. Uh, they brought in A.J. Green. You know, from a running back standpoint, I, I'm really glad they're going with Chase Edmonds. I think he's going to get a lot of work, and I think he's going to perform pretty well. James Conner's a decent backup in there, too, to give him some rest every now and then. So the offense is going to be fine. The defense, I do have some concerns about. I do have some concerns. They lost a few guys, but they did bring in J.J. Watt, who is a veteran, who will motivate these guys, get this team in the right direction on the defensive side. You can't, you cannot overstate how much a good guy in the locker room will do for you right on the offense or defensive side a locker room presence guy can make a huge difference more than anyone will 
you know, be willing to admit. So that has them at number three. Then fourth, that's going to be Seattle. Guys, we, and it's really sad, you know, we, we like Russell Wilson here. Uh, I think he's a great quarterback. He's going to end up playing very, very well for the season. But Russell Wilson, I mean, he's got his targets. He's got Chris Carson. The offense still looks fine, okay? The offense is still fine. The defense, I'm telling you, this defense looks worse and worse every year. The bones deteriorate every year from this defense, and it, it's just sad. You know, they had some some bad situations with guys leaving, contract situations where guys didn't want to play there. They wouldn't get enough money. At some point, you got to pay someone, right? And they ended up going on the offensive side of the ball, and they really need to get out there, draft some young rookie talents, that you know will step up on the defensive end and kind of elevate that defense back to where it was. If they do that, the offense is always there. I mean, Russ can always win you games. This is a team that could end up being a number two in this division, you know. But we have them number four because that's where we see most likely it playing out. The the only way to get number two is if Russ plays lights out. Chris Carson plays great and stays healthy all season long. The defense steps up and, and plays adequate football, and the the. Arizona Cardinals you know, take a step back from, you know, maybe maybe the defense breaks down and all of a sudden their defense is playing horrible. And then for the Niners, you know, if they switch to Trey Lance too soon, okay, well, all those scenarios gives Seattle a chance to be the number two, but that's the only way we see them getting there. Now, moving to the bigger stuff, things you guys really want to hear about, and this is Aurora's predictions for making the playoffs, okay? Aurora is predicting that the Browns, Ravens, Green Bay Packers, Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chicago Bears, and Carolina Panthers will be making the playoffs. That's half of the half of the playoff predictions right there. The other half is going to be the Buffalo Bills, Washington football team, Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Chargers, and San Francisco 49ers, okay? So this is who we see, you know, ending up, you know, being in the playoffs uh, throughout the season. It'll be interesting as both Los Angeles teams, we have them being there, and both teams could be favored. (laughs) So both teams could end up with a home game, and that would be interesting to see how they do the schedule for those games. I mean, that could be a packed weekend for that stadium, for sure, um, but that's how we see it playing out. You know, you got the you know the top teams on the one side with you know Kansas City, uh, Buffalo. You know, you got you got those teams from the AFC there. Um, you know, the NFC. You got Tampa Bay there. You got Green Bay there from last year. You've got emerging teams, Los Angeles Rams. I mean, this is going to be a year I think is going to be one of the more competitive football seasons that we've seen yes we have some low low teams you have the houston texans you have the detroit lions you have some teams that were really dominant that are falling off you know the new orleans saints losing drew Brees and things like that you know the steelers with ben losberger aging yeah those are some things that are happening but at the same time the amount of teams at the top tier i think are just getting better and better uh, i think teams are understanding how to emerge and how to reach that next like level of football in the new day and age of how to play and 
to me, that's what's kind of making the difference of making this a super competitive season. So we're really excited. We look forward to that. Um, just to mention a little bit of news here before we wrap up today. Uh, signing news. So Dallas Cowboys did not sign Cam Newton. They went Will Greer, who was a guy who was uh, playing as a backup for uh, Carolina Panthers throughout the preseason. So they signed him to give them a little more depth at quarterback, which I think was essential for them. So really good job by them to get somebody signed that was a decent quarterback um, in the preseason. And then when you look at, um, you know, Cam Newton, I don't know. I don't know if he really has a lot of suitors now. Uh, I don't know who else would want to pick him up. So that's something to kind of worry, to watch for. Um, if you get one of these running quarterbacks, you know, a Lamar Jackson, um, a Kyler Murray or something like that goes down, look for Cam Newton to be a guy that teams look at then. Uh, you know, even a Russell Westbrook, I mean, that, that's a place that – or Russell Wilson, that's a, that's a place that he could go would be Seattle. So, you know, pay attention for some of these guys who are, you know, mobile quarterbacks, um, you know, they run the ball just as much as pass it. You know, I, I think he could come in and take a place for some of those guys if they get hurt. Okay. Now, looking at the rest of the signings, and there's only a couple we're going to talk about here that to us are kind of noteworthy. The Falcons signed Wayne Gallman at running back. They let Quandra Allison go. Um, this this was interesting because Quandra Allison was the number two running back on depth chart. So they signed Wayne Gallman. He's instantly the number two running back there. So if for some reason something happens to Mike Davis, if Mike Davis needs someone to come in and get reps for him, um, it's going to be Wayne Gallman. And, and Wayne Gallman performed very well last year um, when he got reps in, in New York. So uh, that's a guy that we you could see a lot of you know highlight things coming from him. So be aware, watch for him, see what happens. Uh, that's something to definitely look for. Now, Royce Freeman is the other name we're going to mention uh, before we wrap things up, and that's going to be to Carolina. This is a guy that was a very high draft pick by the Denver Broncos. He was someone they thought would come in and you know take over for Melvin Gordon even at some point. And, you know, Philip Lindsay outplayed him. Other guys outplayed him. And it's not that he played badly. It's just I don't think he had the right schemes. I don't think he had the right consistency and time to get in there. This is a guy that's got some talent. He's got a high pedigree. And – he could end up making some things happen. Now, in Carolina, I don't think that's going to happen because, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey, what else are we going to say? Um, he's your guy, and that's who you're going with. But, you know, it, it's it's good to me that Royce Freeman still has a job. He's still out there getting to compete. Uh, he will be, you know, a guy that continues to hang around the league because he has that high pedigree, has that talent, he has that ability. So, you know, let's see what happens for uh, Royce Freeman, I uh, hope he he gets learns some good things this season for Christian Caffrey, uh, grows, develops, and then you know next year he can uh, you know next year maybe he will have a chance to go to a team and really make a huge impact uh, somewhere. You know you never know those guys that can always break out and have a good season by going to the right situation, and especially if he can learn some things from Christian McCaffrey and some of those other backs. Uh, so and just that team out there, if he can learn some things there and develop, he could end up making an impact later on in future seasons with another team. So that'll be it for today, guys. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, what do you guys think about our predictions? Let us know uh, what you think. Let us know if you have some arguments, debates on there. Uh, you have our Facebook email below. I uh, would love to you know, continue talking to you guys about it and see what you guys think out there when you're listening. Uh, but these are Aurora's predictions when she looks at her crystal ball, and uh, that's what she thinks the NFL season is going to turn out to. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe. Send it out there to all your friends. We appreciate all the support and everybody out there listening. Um, and we'll talk to you guys uh, 
uh, again on Monday.